This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Hey, Chef Joe here from the Urban Kitchen Group. I want to invite you all to dine with us from January 21st to the 28th for San Diego Restaurant Week to try our California-inspired Italian cuisine. Head on over to the San Diego Restaurant Week website to make a reservation now. to tap into i'm travis i'm pete and i'm cassie and we're excited you're joining us on this journey of conscious rising wait what does that mean i'm glad you asked pete it means we're going to be sharing our experiences and tools for a life centered in joy purpose and gratitude life as it comes our way so the good the bad don't forget the what the fuck <laughs> exactly so come as you are set aside what you think you know and simply listen and as always take, take what, what you, you like and leave the rest I'm going to watch you do it. I'll share it later. No, you got to do it now. Uh, now get speak in. your truth now, Cassie. Right. Live. I'm nervous about this one. Oh, so, God, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, it's, well, that's okay. So if everyone is wondering what our podcast is about, hashtag Oprah. Hashtag Oprah. She's brilliant. And um, that's our inspiration. Not specifically her speech at the Golden Globes, which if you haven't seen it, definitely check that out. It's powerful. Um, but it inspired a bigger... And post. I thought that was it inspired our, a our bigger. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it inspired a bigger conversation about like what our individual truths are. What's keeping us from speaking it? Like, what's the difference when we do speak something? Is it because it's smaller and easier versus the big truths that we could like potentially lose a job or lose people in our lives or like what? Yeah. You know, so that's where we're headed. Let's give you. A, I mean, and also we're going to put it out there that there will be could possibly be brought up some kind of emotions because we're all kind of coming to this in different little lights, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, you know, I was listening to um, Oprah's uh, speech uh, for the Golden Globes, and if you haven't checked it out, we're going to play it during this. Do but, it. Um, we decided not to. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and check that out. It's uh, <laughs> Oprah's Golden Gold- Globe speech. I listened to it yesterday um, before I went into my physical therapy appointment, which was a bad idea because uh, <laughs> it's very, very powerful, right? It talks about um, race. It takes, talks about um, uh, sexuality. It talks about everything. It hits home in a lot of areas. It doesn't matter what color, race, national religion you're in. Um, but it does, Or gender. Or gender. Thank you. I said yeah. sexuality, but I meant gender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know – it's it's very powerful, um, but it opened up my eyes not only to the the problems that Oprah was talking about, but it also opened up my eyes into where about speaking the truth in general. Right? Um, so many times we fail to, or I'll speak for myself, I fail to uh, tell people the truth or speak my complete truth because I'm either afraid of either judgment or backlash or whatever it may be. So that is the way that I'm coming into this. Um, you know, Cassie, Pete, you all may come into it a little different way, and that's what makes this show so brilliant. Um, so there we go. Speaking the truth, how important is it, what it changes, what it cannot change. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say, like, the the – the song title, we, I was tasked with picking a song, and of course I was just like, I kind of half-assed it, I'm not going to lie. What? And then so Cassie came in, and, and okay, thank you. And then Cassie came in, and she did a little search, like she does things in five minutes or less, and it just, it's perfect all the time, and whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm envious of your skills. Envious of your skills. But anyway, so like, Hi. she found this song, I don't know what it, it's about, like it's a metal song? Is this yeah, a- I think it's by In Flames. Um, I don't actually know the song either. So if the lyrics don't have anything to do with this, I'm sorry. But we usually just pick the title. And the reason why I picked this one is Oprah's speech. If you guys haven't listened to it, please do yourself a favor and listen to it um, after this. Or even, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I don't know. Put, put it on subtitles in the background and read not it now. while listening to us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, not you don't have to watch us. Watch Oprah, but listen to us. Um, and what she what she talks about was the hashtag me too movement and um yes, all of explain. this sexual harassment and sexual assault that's coming to light in her industry um which is the entertainment industry but also how that crosses into multiple industries and she tapped into um just exactly how systematic this is in the world of women and how this is all coming to light now and it's has extreme power and force behind it in a way that it never had before. Um, so I've um, picked this because it's 
not only are women speaking their truth, and this is what she touched on, but they're mirroring each other's truths. So when one speaks it, and then you, rec- you know, the next woman recognizes in that person's speech and that person's story something that has their own story and feels power behind it, and they come to it, and it just becomes a mirror of what um, each woman goes through. And then it's really holding up a mirror, I think, to not just women, but also men in multiple different organizations and different um, types of industries, a mirror to themselves as well. So while it's happening very predominantly in the inter- entertainment industry, and that's what we're hearing about mostly, it, it holds up a mirror to every industry and shows how that happens everywhere. Um, you know, I have had men ask me like, oh, uh, what do you think about this? Do you think that women are just being sensitive? Do you think that this is true? And I I basically have just told them all, like, for one, as as a man, like, you don't know what it's like to be raised as a woman in our society. Like, we are told from very young age what will happen, what will be said to us, how it will be said to us, and how we're supposed to react. And a lot of the times the way that we're supposed to react is not, or what we've been taught, is not how we should react. It's not, you know, by sticking up for yourself. It's not for... um it's not sticking up for yourself and feeling like you deserve to be treated the same way that a man would walking down the street. It's you walk down the street with your keys in your hand to use them as a weapon. You keep mace in your purse. You shrug it off when someone says you should smile more or you shrug it off when someone whistles at you when you walk by. We're taught that this is just what happens in this systematic breakdown of the way that like women are treated in our society has led to this. It's led to men in power putting women in positions where they don't feel like they have a choice. They're not able to speak their truth. They're not able to stick up for themselves. And then when they come to light in most other situations, they're shamed for it or they're not believed. They don't believe them. How many times has someone said, well, if it's true, then they should step down. If it's true, then they shouldn't be there. And this is the first time, this first movement when People are being pulled from positions of power without it having to be an if this is true. There, you know, finally women feel like they that someone is standing on their side, and it's it's a really powerful movement. So her speech was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I have a question that, and Travis and I have noticed this. Uh, we're like regular avid moviegoers um, and Netflixers, and like we like we like it. And we're I am tend to be drawn more to female led anything. Um, but I've noticed or and I've noticed that the 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 areas that female actors are appearing in are very previously male dominated roles, action roles, um, fight scenes, you name it. The, the more masculine or more like tougher roles are, are very female led now, especially in the past year, 2017. Mm-hmm. So is it is it just because they can't just because we can we're going to have that same like I don't know if I'm asking this correctly, but like the, the thing it's like. Because men can do it, we can do it. Like, is that does that make it? Does that help equalize it? Do you think? What What do you mean? Like, the, like having like action heroes and um, fe- like just more masculine style, rougher edged roles that are generally have been male parts in the past. Here's the thing, though, and, and you know, I'll jump into Cassie, but the the some of the roles that have started coming up. Um, like the superhero roles and the the more power dominant things, they've been around just as long as some of the male dominated roles. Um, they're just now being brought to light, which is the sad situation about it. Um, you know, Wonder Woman, for instance, has been around even before the Wonder Woman that we know of. What's her name? Susan something or another the original wonder woman oh yeah i don't i don't know um, her name even before that like these roles like these comic books and and you know not even talking about comic books but even talking about movies like they they've been around they just haven't ever been produced because it was a male dominated world so well, it's not about if can we do it and can they do it it's about holy shit now they're actually able to show these and get the respect for them i think i am i'm going to play devil's advocate on the um wonder woman side oh yeah that's I just, just an example so well okay so it's a huge acclaimed uh, movie this last year and everyone's like oh so much power to women and moving forward with women and yes it was a female dominated role um but how many go back and watch that movie that and watch sucked. how many times during that movie <laughs> she follows the man's lead yeah 
Mm-hmm. It happens systematic just over and over in that movie. So much so that Andy was like, this is supposed to be a movie that like empowers little girls, empowers women. And look, every single time she turns to the guys to see what to do next. I mean, that's as Wonder steps, Woman. Right? Do you think that could be, do you think that could be um, I, I'm losing the word here, but like a product of the environment, like she's never left this island. So whether it was a man or a woman, if I go into a new country, I'm going to ask a lot of questions and I'm going to follow a lot of leads to figure out how I'm supposed to fit into that society. Yeah, I mean it could be, but none of the leads that she ever were followed were female. Yeah. I don't know. Just that, watch that's it again. A good point. That's a good point. And that's it just point. it didn't feel like it went far enough for Maybe me. Maybe that's why we didn't it love it. Felt like it still put her in a box. Um, and there were scenes. Definitely, there was like a scene where she um, stepped in um, to a politician's room. You know, like the politicians were talking, and she stepped in, and they're like, "Why is this woman here?" And you know, it was like power to women that she stepped in. But at the same time, like almost. The very next scene, she's looking to him or second guessing herself because of what the male mm. lead told her to do. Um, and it just felt very like it could have been more mm-hmm. and it still held itself back. It yeah. still was like, oh, well, you know, we need to still put women in a bit of a cookie cutter situation. We need to still um, take their power away a little bit. And that's that's really what this whole movement is about is like the systematic removal of women's power of using slights. Like she's hysterical. She's emotional. Or even with Hillary Clinton, when she wasn't emotional enough, then they said that she was like, like, you know, to look too mannish or to this. There's so many things that we are supposed to be in so many slights that can be said that undermine any, any sort of power that women have. Mm -hmm. I want to say that I like the transition across the board. Um, I saw this speech. Um, it's, there was a speech this woman gave. I don't know. It was, you know, when you get lost in the, the videos on Facebook. And she gave this speech where she was like 12 years old and she wrote to all these powerful women because the like well, pine saw commercial, whatever said, because women across America clean the kitchens or whatever, whatever. And then she basically Johnson and Johnson or whatever the company was like changed it to people across like because she acted on. She felt something was wrong, and then she wrote all these powerful people or women in high positions, which was like – I don't know who they were. But um, – and then it got changed. So – but even like looking at like commercials where men are more in the in the caretaker roles in these commercials of like taking care of kids or playing princess with their daughters or um, – like it's – and even like in the – like for me or like in gay culture, you know, the feminine and masculization of men and women within that culture – the lines are very much blurred now, and I use that reference in a good way of like it doesn't mean I'm straight or gay or male or female because I'm masculine or feminine. So it, like I like the I like the direction that the whole – I don't know if this specifically is a Me Too thing, but I like that – I think it is because it's – because if we feel like we want to act, be, say, whatever, a certain thing, but we don't because we're afraid of how we're going to be perceived by society, then that's the story that we want to tell and we want to see others tell to empower others to the, create the domino effect. Um, so it's happening. Um, and I, I get frustrated too because I'm like, well, we're not there yet. Like we're still here. But the fact that it's happening and the, the the snowball effect, I guess it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And when Oprah accepts – and Oprah makes a speech like that and it's just like it, – that she's one of the most powerful women in the world. Yeah. Talking like that, everybody's listening. That it just that was probably the most emotional thing. And not quite the subject matter, but the fact that like that person in just the right moment in the right with the right world audience is making it something that's very impactful. Yeah. I think Yeah. I, I love the I love across the board how where everything's going. I agree. I think that there is um especially in like TV and and different um shows um now that that things are moving away from being in cable companies like to netflix and hulu and all these other Mm -hmm. online um, producers that they're starting to tell stories that are just people it's not really have anything to do with your gender uh with your sexuality i mean for for a long time um the gay role in a show was always played by like the flamboyant like crazy sassy Mm -hmm. gay friend um, and it was, it was just a very caricature idea of what we thought a gay man was. Um, and same thing with females, right? The lesbian was always played by like some, you know, kind of bold, 
looking girl and it was just very put stereotypical of what they should be and now you'll have a, a gay person on a show or a family where someone is gay and they just are a person who happens to be gay mm-hmm. with all of the same trials and tribulations and layers and complexities that every human being has and female characters are starting to come out that way too mm-hmm. um so i really like the way that that's going but the problem is is that that that's happening outward facing, um, but we're seeing being brought to light all of this stuff that's happening behind closed doors. And a lot of it are, are older conversations. Yes, there are things that happened in the past. Um, you know, some of them are decades old and women are just coming forward with it. But just speaking that truth will hopefully change the next generation. I mean, that's what, right? It's an, the reason why the outward facing things that we see on TV has changed is because we've changed. Mm-hmm. Our generation, we don't care. Mm-hmm. anymore about who you sleep with and who you love and any of that in so much as we care about why why you love not Ooh, that's what a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and because that is changing uh, we have the capacity to now put that image out to our children and teach our children that that this is how it should be always and like oprah says at the end of hers and hopefully we will never have a need for hashtag me too but along those lines i don't know any women in my life who don't have a story of a situation when they had to say no more than once that they had to say no with authority or said no and it didn't work i don't know a woman in my life who doesn't have a situation where their power was taken away and things went too far and that needs to change yeah i agree it seems like changed from it's harder to change. I think you had met with like our culture coming forward that, that everything's a lot more acceptable. Um, really anything, do what you do. Just don't hurt people in the process is the, the basic ideal. Um, and so like from that, like in, what I love about California is the education systems here. Um, I don't know specifically public or private, whatever, but like um, there's a lot of schools that are teaching how to be conscious and how to be respectful and what love is on a broader scale of just be nice to people and, um, so it's like, hopefully that wave will continue through also teaching strength to everyone to stand up and not accept it and go tell and whatever needs to happen. Actually, Travis and I were just watching the show and it's so brilliantly written. It's called The Mick on Hulu. I don't know if it's based on Hulu, but Hulu's streaming it right now. I think it's a Fox show. Um, and the subject matter was don't, don't rat on people, which, which is perfect for this topic because – when you keep certain things that are real, I mean, certain things are funnier. Maybe it's someone else's story to tell. It's not mine to tell, but it's like when there's things like that, like I, let's say I witnessed something happening. That's really unfair. Someone's no got bypassed. When is it okay for it? It's what, when is it okay for it to talk about it or to tell an authority figure or reach out for something? And the storyline was that they were teaching the kids in the story, not to snitch, um, to like, I guess loyalty to friendship. And, you know, I get that. Um, but they threw this line at the very end where the the housekeeper made all pair, so to speak, was talking to the youngest child who's make maybe five or six. And she's like, unless something, unless a grown up or a teacher or someone is doing something that you don't want, and then is messing with you. And then you go tell someone. It was right one of away. the most responsible things in TV that I'd seen in a long yeah. time, because it was very, like you said, the whole episode was about don't snitch on anybody because snitchers end up being dead. It was very comedy, you know, comical. And then when they snuck that in and she was just like, she said it. She even said the sentence before. She was like, "Snitches, you know, get it's stitches, stitches, you know." And then she was like, <laughs> "Unless it's a teacher, an adult, or somebody older than you that is messing with you, then you say something." And I just like was floored. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's get back to the whole speaking the truth thing. Um, for me, I get very, <clears throat> I'm very uncomfortable right now in the sense of I I don't like whenever any anything is segregated for the most no ever. Segregation for me is just a very uncomfortable subject to me. Um, so whenever it comes to you speaking your truth about how women have had it for many, many, many years, I completely agree. I get that. I uh, There are many times um, where it, it's – that's why I think I get so frustrated about it is because I've always been that person that was brought up completely the opposite, that everybody is equal. You know what I mean? You don't treat a woman a certain way. You don't – what you were taught – by whoever you were taught it, um, 
you know, about how to act as a woman isn't something that I was taught as a boy to treat you like. Right. Does that make sense? Um, and so that whenever I hear about uh, this, you know, Me Too movement, it makes me sick because I'm like, why is this even an issue still? The whole thing, whenever it comes to race, religion, any, I'm like, why is it still an issue? Um, so for me, whenever Pete brought up earlier, he said, uh, when you said, you know, gay rights and, and all this, it's like, that is one of the most important times for me, I believe, that if I see something that is not going correctly for somebody else, it's for me to speak up. At that time. So if I see a woman being treated wrongly, I say it. I'm one of those people that I don't care if I know you in a grocery store. If you're talking down to somebody that doesn't – no one deserves to be talked down to. But if – I'll say something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess how do we – the question is, is like how do we begin to even change that, right? How do – other than speaking up at the time that it's happening, are we continuing to bring it up and are we continuing to have this problem whether it's with sexual identities or gender or race, are we still having this problem because we're still segregating ourselves? Uh, Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on that. The first thing I want to say is, um, although most of the hashtag Me Too movement has been women and women are predominantly the ones that are, you know, sexually assaulted in our society, it doesn't just happen to women. It happens to men. It happens to boys. It happens across the board. So I'm not... And anything that I'm saying is just coming from a position of being a woman. And so I want to preface that because I want to say that the way to change it is to do what your parents did, which was to raise our boys to respect women and to get rid of sayings like boys will be boys and to get rid of sayings like girls just play hard to get. And that's what they really want. And to get rid of sayings like no means no or sayings like no means yes and yes means anal like what Gail did. I've never heard that. That's yeah, funny. there was a like all the fraternities at in at, <laughs> uh, in one of the male fraternities in at Yale. That was that was their mantra. Yes means no, and no means anal. Oof, let's no say means yes, and yes means anal. Oh, I mean, I'm laughing because take it's, out the, I'm very take like, out the yes. sexual part of it. Yeah, like and the for you, part of it. you're like yeah. Just it, just the, just the comment in a comical way is funny. That's like saying I'm not poopy. laughing at this I'm always going to laugh. What it's what it means in this context. Oh my gosh. But it's just that. <laughs> oh yeah, like like. Uh, Duty. Yeah. I'll, say, I'll laugh every time I say duty. Sorry. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. But so we really it it starts with one with teaching our children from a really young age to respect their own bodies, to respect other people's bodies, and that their bodies are theirs. So, and then the other side of that would be um, to not draw a line like that show did. That's great that that show threw that in there. I'm sure that it was probably in a they had someone listen to it and they're like, I think that this is wrong that you're not including this. And so they included it. But why, why do we teach our kids that snitches get stitches? Why do we teach our kids to not rat on people? Why do we teach them not? I mean, we call it tattletelling and we make people, we make kids feel bad for telling on each other. But at a young age, telling on each other has to be, is like Sandy threw whatever in the, you know, in, in the sandbox. But when they get older, that becomes more real situations like as children and when they're really little you know my daughter's five it's really easy to brush off things like oh you don't really want to tattle on your friends you don't want to do that um and and tell them that they're a tattletale but situations just get bigger things that happen just get bigger Mm -hmm. and so the small decisions that you teach them when they're their children can butterfly into something really big like I, i do not make my daughter hug people, kiss people, do anything with her body that she doesn't want to do. And it's a very important choice that I made for myself. And that means even sometimes I don't get a hug and I don't get a kiss because that's her body and that's her choice to make. And just that small decision means that when that hopefully when she is in a decision or in a a position where someone wants to use her body in a way that she doesn't want them to, she feels strong enough to be able to say no. And that's really important. I've, this popped into my head, and, and so I'm just going to ask this question. You know, on, on, a, on a more physical masculine side of things, I don't even use gender in it, but like in the more masculine side of it, using force to get 
to to either escape or to get your way has always been a thing on the male side. So it's like if would it be out of context? Like if what happens when someone does say no and she's not strong enough? Like should she have a baseball bat? Like is mace the right thing? Like I'm I'm saying like that may have been a, a, an extreme example, but like physical force if because. I, as much as I don't like it, men are built differently than women. Like there are physical differences and sometimes the defending yourself isn't an option. So how is it okay to be able to use whatever means necessary to escape something? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. 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 Right? No, I will. Um, yeah. No. Def- Remy I just, will, I don't, we don't have to hang on that question trained, a lot, but, but I just yeah. popped in my head of like, <laughs> yeah. no, it's sometimes true. Sometimes no is not enough There's, for anybody. There was this like photo series that was done of women holding their weapons so it's basically like, mm. what do you use when you're walking in alone at night? Like, what do you do? And it's like women with their keys. Like, I'll put my keys in between my fingers, like in case I need to get away from someone. You know, girls with brass, brass knuckles, girls with mace, girls with tasers. Um, all, I mean, I have a thing of mace at home. It's not open, but it was bought for me by someone who um, went through a very tragic situation along the lines of what we're talking about and after that happened to her she bought it for every woman she knew because it was the only thing she could think of was like this happened to me i don't want it to happen to anybody else you know when you go i went to a sports store last year to buy shoes and in the women's running section there's a display of mace that's where they sell the mace next to running shoes because the sad fact is as a woman you probably shouldn't go running without mace yeah. Yeah. Part of me is shocked because even though the general conversation of women and how to take care of yourselves is, I mean, I've heard the logistics of it. Like, it shocks me that you are someone who walks with your keys between your fingers or that has mace or like, because I don't, I, I don't see it. I don't see that very that, often. It's the whole, for me, I think it has to do with, because, okay truth out on the table speaking your truth there have been times where i've walked with my keys in between my hands right you like like a little tiger when you do it like Arr, you know but it's like first for protection i don't think the reason that you walk and stop me if i'm wrong the reason that you st- walk with your hands you know with your keys between your fingers has nothing to do with your ability to be able to take care of yourself it's about the other person it's like whenever you drive right it's like i'm not worried about my driving i'm worried about the other person's driving i don't have to you know for safety and whatnot. I just think that if we stop taking – I'm still very frustrated at this whole conversation, not at any anyone in here or whatever, but that we just keep on – as a society, and I'm talking about us, we keep on um, putting the he and the she and the female and the male and all that, that any of this could happen, right? It's like that's how – I've always felt very strongly about the way that we stop – the racism when we stop the you know gender problems is that we stop having these conversations with those describing factors right it's like and you did that you did very good at that and both of and you did too whenever you were talking about um but you're like this can also happen as a man but we start out these really super important conversations um, and we bring them up uh, about what is happening and who it's happening to. And then we remind ourselves after talking about it for such a long time that, oh, yeah, and you too. Me too. Huh, I just got it. Like, <laughs> But like, for instance, we listened to this Oprah thing, right, which was a hugely powerful thing. Um, and then they had little clippets to like comedize, comedianize, like – to lighten it up at the Golden Globes where uh, the guy, the Seth Myers or whoever was the, the mm-hmm. person that was doing it, he, he said uh, – what do you remember what he said? He, he said, said um, like, welcome, ladies and remaining gentlemen. Right, because it was a very female-heavy speech that she did, right? Because that's what she was talking about and that's what our – that's what has been in our face um, in, in the media and whatnot. But – we're still doing that, right? We don't – We don't. it's not all-inclusive and we're all segregated because we continue to seg- segregate people. I, I do understand that um, and that falls in line with like um, – what's Hermione's name? Dang it. Emma, em, Emma, 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 Emma Watson, Emma right? Watson. Okay. Yeah, so many. I don't know why I was thinking that. It was someone else. And with the campaign that she has of men being feminists, right? There's this really amazing um, movement that? that she's doing. Um, but that being said, when, and, and you can get mad at me all you want, when a white man says things like that, what it 
lends itself to is when Black Lives Matter happened and then everyone said, but all lives matter. No one said that every other life didn't matter. All they're trying to say is Black Lives Matter too. Mm -hmm. And all that we're trying to say is, yes, it happens to everybody. But when you say things like we should we should take gender out of it and we should realize that this happens to everybody, it does, but not in the same sort of everyday constant way that it can happen to women. And it's happened to women for a very, very long time. And by doing that, you discount or you run the risk of discounting everything that women who are trying to talk to you go through. And it makes their stories a little less believable. It makes their stories have a little less impact because when I say this happened to me, then someone could say, yeah, but that could happen to anybody. Like it's not just happening to women. It could happen to anybody. And it almost makes it feel less than to lump it in and be like, this could happen to everybody. But it's women putting, finally putting voices behind it that's making mm-hmm. the movement happen. Yeah. You know, it's because it's happened to women for so long are, that it's, and then every story has been, well, not every story, but for years and generations, it's been undercut with like, well, maybe she asked for it or, oh, look what she was wearing or all this stuff. And saying, let's take gender out of it and say that happens to men feels very similar to, look what she was wearing. Maybe she was asking for it. What did she do? I don't see that at all. I don't see that it it, it makes it any less. Like what – asking for it, she was asking for it and saying that it happens to everybody, I don't believe, are, are, are two different completely things. Like I don't think that saying bring it to light – like that's like saying that um, who's more – like it's being brought up by women right now. But what happens whenever it's being brought up by men? Will it I be think discounted? It, I don't think it should be discounted. And I don't know what will happen. Um, my ex-father-in-law has a – he does a seminar every year that he heads up and leads called um, It Happens to Boys. And it's all about um, you know child molestation and rape that happens to, to not only girls but boys. Because if it's hard for women to come forward and talk about this, it's even harder for men to come forward and mm-hmm. talk about this. So is is because he brought that up, is it taken it away from the groups that women have already started? No, I don't think so. But it but it's not saying it's not like it just it it keeps them a little bit in two separate lanes, right? So that each person can have their own story. I'm not saying it has to be that way and that eventually everything will come together, but it's I don't know. It just feels it feels the the best analogy I have is like the hashtag blacks like Black Lives Matter and then All Lives Matter, mm-hmm. you know, or like yeah. it just. It's, I just don't. It's yeah, not the same I mean, thing. I think it, I think that kudos to your what stepdad, ex father ex father in law for yeah. being able to do that. But I don't think that him him doing a a big group like that takes away from what's happening to women anymore so that it does that there should be more all inclusivity because the if people you're not allowed to talk about how segregation is in any kind of gender or form if you're still constantly segregating it doesn't take away for me and this is I can't speak for everybody else and I know there are people out there that do I, you know I don't I don't agree with the all lives matter bs at all but I do, um, I do lose track of thought a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that that is the whole reasoning that we're still having to um, come up with these things is because it's it's still it's doesn't make it any less important that a woman it happens to a woman than it does a man. It doesn't. No. Period. No, it doesn't. Um, and so. Good for Oprah. Good for her to bring it up. Good for the women that are bringing it up too. But it has to stop. We have to stop the segregation sometime. I agree. I think. I think what more what I'm trying to say is like this is our moment. So before we start being like this is great, but let's go here. Let's just let women have this moment for a bit, and then move to the next conversation. I do want to touch on um, – there's so many comments coming there in. Are. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're going to get to all of them. There's one um, – my mom just said that they don't question it, whether or not um, it happened when a male brings it forward. 
Um, there's no what was he wearing or maybe he asked for it. Um, I want to say that I call bullshit on that one. Sorry, uh, mom. Both of them. Um, because mostly men are shamed into the idea that they like, what do you mean you didn't want to have sex with her? Like for guys, it's almost harder for them because at, w- men are always seen as wanting sex at all times, no matter yeah. who it's from or what it is. And so unless it was like, like if it was a, a woman doing that to a man, it almost always is like, good job you or you know like when it's especially if you think of all the times that um like female teachers have stepped over the line with their male students and like men boys at that age are like so their friends are just like yeah go you and even if it messes with them mentally they're just always sort of expected to want it so Mm -hmm. sorry i don't agree yeah. So uh, one, we can. I, I'm excited to get to the comments, but I had one more thought that kind of wraps up everything we've said, in a way. And it's that whoever's moment it is, it's for everyone else to stop talking. And like, and it goes to like taking out the the gender and the sexuality and the race, and with just looking at people. It's like if I have something to say, Ooh, I need I other people on that to stop yeah. and listen to Damn. give that, to give that respect. Ooh. To give that respect, if if someone else has a, something that's eating them that they need to speak, whether or not I agree with it or not, whether or not it's about me and I feel attacked, it's up to me to stay silent so that I can let them speak their truth, and then I can have a rebuttal or not, and I can choose to walk away, whatever. Like that, but if everyone deserves the right to be able to speak up and say. I'm okay with this. I'm not okay with this. Something happened to me. I need to talk about it. I'm not sure if it's okay. Like, I don't know how I feel. Um, or that was fucking bullshit. And I don't ever want this to happen to me again. But the other side needs to shut up. And maybe that's not the, the other side. No, that, can that show hits re- it on the, okay, yeah, needs exactly to shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it doesn't what matter we what the saying. context is. I realize that women are half the world and that's a big, it's a big fucking conversation to talk about power between the sexes. Huge. It's been since the beginning of time. That's in, it's in the stories. It's in Disney princesses everywhere. Like, like I get it. It's huge. And because it happens on every context of every person in the world, that's where the desegregation needs to happen so that it's just, it's not a man and a woman having a conversation about who has the power. It's about a person and a person respecting each other's space in this world, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever, what you look like, sound like, feel like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So that that's the hashtag that. me too. I'm going to be silent and let whoever else needs to speak about whatever. And I'm going to also talk so that someone else can see something in me. And that's, what's important about putting it on the air and putting it whatever, so that we can talk about things and yeah, that's when it come out on the other end. That's understood. a really, that's a really great thing. It's that, uh, that's, I think it kind of just puts it right out there. Right? Yeah, it does. It it's really does. You, whenever I want to add to that too, because it's not only do you, when it's whoever's talking, you shut up. I agree. There's a shut up, but even if you're not going to shut up, just don't make it about yourself. Don't make it about and support. Just support that person. Mm-hmm. Support that movement that's happening. I mean, this is, and I'm speaking to the guys out there right now because right now it is a Me Too movement. This is happening, you know, right now. It's bringing light to women. So if you're a man and you're listening to this and you're, you know, frustrated as I am that you want it to be a happy, shiny place, great. But support the person that's happening. Support these women that are coming out. Um, as Cassie said at the beginning, if you're a father, if you're a parent, start teaching your kids as soon as they have the ability, which is right away, to learn things that we treat each other with respect and we treat each other with you know dignity. And that it doesn't matter if you have penis or whatever it is, a vagina, that no one is less than than the other. Yeah. Yeah. And it's less about telling your kids and telling your friends and your coworkers and it's more about showing them. Cuz mm-hmm. like the whole do as I say not as I do, it doesn't it's bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't work. So And and I would say um as this is is going on, uh, I think that there's there's probably a lot of men in especially our generation who don't really believe that this not that they don't believe that this is happening, but can't believe that on such a mass level on such a day-to-day situation that this happens to the women in their lives so just remember that you know this your mom your sister your daughter that this is something that they deal with all of the time it's something i deal with i deal with it at work i deal with it you know when i walk down the street and there have been situations when i've stood up for myself and there's been situations when i haven't um but you you know give the women in your space in your life the room to talk about it 
and trust them and believe them. There's been situations where I've told Andy about it and he's been more pissed off than I have. And I didn't even necessarily realize in the situation that it's something I should have been mad about because it's so common that you just get used to it. So, you know, just ask your women in your life what kind of situations they've had. See if they want to open up about it. See if they want to speak their truth about their power being taken away and, you know, them not being able to speak up. So, yeah. See what you can do. Don't just sit there and, and, you know, nod your head and say, I'm sorry that this is happening to you because I think that's, and you, I know whenever this shoe's on the other foot, whenever, you know, you talk about something that's really passionate and someone says, I'm sorry, I wish there's more I can do. There is. Right. There's always more that you can do. You can be a better teacher. You can be a better listener. You can be a better whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, God, I wanted to say something and I think I went blank. Um, what were you just talking about? Uh, allowing the women <laughs> in your, your life, the space to speak their truth. Yeah, I lost it. Okay. Let's, let's scroll down. Let's scroll down on these comments. Yeah, yeah definitely. Bit. we got some really good ones. Really, oh. really, really, really. Yeah. There we go. I'll start at the bottom. Okay. All right. Stella's here. Hi, Stella. And Brian. Yeah, Stella took off. Melissa Crystal. Yeah. Uh, it talks about a uh, scroll up. It talks about abuse to and love and empowerment and awareness. Oh, I love love. <laughs> She's <laughs> like in it to win it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, scroll all the way up. I think we're we got Donna for people who are wanting saying, to know what's going on right now. We also do a live um, for our podcasts, and if you want to yeah. join us, you can show us on our live um, on Tuesdays at four p.m. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com forward slash Travis. Yeah. Beats. So that we we have a lot of people um, talking about. Um, when, when, when people do come forward that, uh, sometimes someone doesn't believe them or they're afraid that they won't be believed and, you know, that families will hide the truth to save face. Um, hopefully that's something that's changing. I know that that that's really common, um, in the past and hopefully that definitely is something that's changing. Your mom asked, how did they know? Linda Poindexter said, how do they know the difference on when to say something and when it's just a tattletelling? I'm not going to sit here and try to say that. Uh, parenting is an easy means whatsoever because it's a lot of teaching lessons, right? I don't have kids. Let me put that out there real quick. So therefore, I can't parent. However, it's not an easy thing, but it differs from parent to parent how you teach your kids, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you teach your children a lot different than, you know, I've seen other people teach their children. So it's about what you, we understand that parents are doing the best that they can with what they have. Um, so, you know, you just got to kind of figure out what works for your child, I think, um, to be able to tell them, like Cassie was saying at the beginning, if it's saying, just nip that shit in the bud when you're like, stop tattletelling, then do it. Just tell your, start teaching your kids on how to speak their truth, that everything that comes out of their mouths is an important thing. And then if something comes out of their mouth and maybe not being so important, then you tell them about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it's just kind of like not stifling them and letting yeah. them know that they have a voice that has to be heard. Yeah. So yeah. Elizabeth, um, she really touched on it. She said, I believe kiddos should question everything and listen yes. to their intuition. Yeah. Learn to navigate and rise to love yourself at all costs, rules, whatever. Um, and she said, gosh, I feel so strongly about this whole topic. Me too. Me too. Trust yeah. me. Um, but I... I believe really strongly in that. It's a conversation I have with my daughter all the time about what her gut is and what that feeling is and listening to it because we really kind of teach ourselves the opposite as we get older. You spend a lot of time like not trusting your gut and Mm -hmm. then you pay for it later. You know, you end up in situations later where you should, you knew better. You, you felt something about that person. You felt something about that situation that you didn't trust. You didn't listen to it. So here's one of those, um, like Pete, did you, you want to say something? Oh, I was about the, um, we were talking about answering Linda's question about and um, teaching Elizabeth's uh, response kicked into that as well about teaching kids. And it's when is it when is it telling the truth or when is it tattletelling? Like I, as far as the believing or not believing, it's not to say like like let go of whether someone's lying or not. And it's not just with kids. It's with everybody across. It's like our relationships across the board. Um, if if a person place if a person, place, or thing is being harmed in any way out, like if, if I don't own something or it's not a part of my body and I'm hurting it, then someone has the right to speak up about it. Absolutely. Whether it's property damage, personal damage, relationship, people, whatever. Agreed. Um, if, if I'm doing something that's tattletelling and it has nothing to do with me and no one else is getting harmed and it's like more of a gossip thing, then the lesson is don't gossip or don't, the lesson is like, don't tattletale, don't, whatever the lesson is, is that your story to tell? 
is it taking a power away from somebody else from telling if they're not ready to tell their story that like the lesson as far as like when we're talking about people or when we're uh tattletelling the lesson isn't like don't I, i'm from the words because like i have the thought up no, here i'm trying I, to put I, it in words yeah the, it's, it's, it's not about not tattletelling it's about my brain protecting um, well no it's about like it's about it's not about that. like okay so here's here's what i'm going for We've been taught that we can make our own peace by changing our outside world. So it's like if instead of tattling on someone, how can I change my presence in this situation? If I don't like what someone's saying or if I don't like that I have to protect someone else by lying for them, then I don't want to – then do you really want to be their friend? Do I really want to be their friend? Do I want to be – it's like my responsibility for being in a situation is more important than how I can change anything outside of me to make me happy or to make me comfortable. So. Like that's what I was like. Is it tattling or is it not? Well, it's not about what's going on outside of you. It's about what, what do you? Is it stealing your peace? Is it giving you peace? Is it protecting someone else or is it just hurting someone else? Like those are the lessons versus. Oh my god, are you tattle? Don't tattle on someone. Don't. What was that thing about? If you tattle and you burn or you die or <laughs> snitches get stitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if yeah, then don't don't snitch, but just like okay, then that's you're not my friend or I'm not in a situation. Like that's where the power. Is given versus then changing what's happening outside of me. Yeah. Does that make sense? I feel mm-hmm. like it went a long way around, but I'm gonna have to rewatch this. So yeah, no, I get it. It's it's just it's a hard line to teach. So yeah, I think yeah. as a parent, you really have to have that sort of figured can. out yeah. in your head. But. Dave Moore is one of these guys that I was talking about that he is a very supporter of um, of damn near everything as long as people are treating each other right. Um, he states, "What concerns me too is how long it has taken for these women to feel strong or confident enough to come forward and say it happened. At least we are now talking about it. It's shameful that the people committing these acts." have been allowed to continue. Hopefully, the support we have for these women means that if it occurs again, it is spoken about immediately. Mm-hmm. Boom, ding, mm-hmm. drop the mic, because that is exactly I think, what we're trying to get to, right? We're trying to make sure – because to think that none of this is ever going to happen to anybody else ever again, eh, you know, in a utopia type of world, um, that would be great. Yeah. But – the the goal and stop me if I'm wrong is that when it happens, if it happens, that anybody right now we're talking about women that women feel comfortable because of the support that we're giving to be able to talk about it immediately, yes, and not mm-hmm. feel shamed and not feel um, like they're going to be abused even more, to t- the that they're going to be judged. Right? It's about feeling comfortable enough to be able to tell anybody. It doesn't matter if it's a woman telling a man or a woman telling another woman. Yeah, and then maybe some people actually get convicted because yes. the actual conviction rates for rape in our country are disgustingly mm-hmm. low. Disgusting. Well, and I was thinking, Dave Moore. Reminded me of what I was going to say earlier, which is that you'd mentioned you're uncomfortable with parts of this topic. And I'm like my my heart's in my stomach or up in my throat. Like there are certain things that I'm uncomfortable with because there's a lot of a lot of these conversations that we have over and over. You know, I hear in my head, voice in my head from people before like, oh, here we go again. Are we going to talk about this again? Versus I want to be I want to be comfortable talking about hard things. I want to be comfortable talking about that these things need to be talked about more and that it shouldn't be such a hard conversation. I get that people want privacy and we need our own time to process things. And maybe if like I got sexually assaulted, maybe I need six months to deal with it before I can do something. I mean, everyone's different, but I, I agree with what Dave said about talking about it now. Like I want to keep talking about things that come up that make me uncomfortable so that I can not be uncomfortable and then share more of myself as I go forward. Yeah. So. I, I definitely the, get that. Yeah, the whole like uncomfortable thing for me is that I think maybe it's uncomfortable is the wrong word. It's that I'm blown away. I'm floored, as as many people are, mm-hmm. as Dave just said. That I can see how that's part of it. This is so. This is happening. Like I live in this world that there are so many things. You know, we we. I think we sometimes get a little jaded. I think that's probably there. We go. I'm a little jaded in the fact that. We have tackled so many huge obstacles and so many problems, quote unquote, in this world that whenever something like this gets brought to light, I go, seriously, seriously, this is happening right now. I believe it 100 percent, but I'm like, I can't believe that this is going on and this speaks volumes that 
people like me won't be so blown away if we're able to get to a point to where we can talk about it as it's happening. No one should feel, and I think we've all been in a situation once or another, which has a whole other day it looks like because we've been on for an hour already. <laughs> but it's like that we have felt less than and something that, things have happened to us to where we're ashamed to speak it, right? We're ashamed to speak our truth. Let's get to that point. I can't – and I know that's one thing that we can do. I don't think that we can stop this. I don't think that, that we can stop people from being assholes and from treating people bad. But we sure as hell can start in, in ourselves to, to give us the ability to speak our truth. If we can start teaching that to our kids, if we can start teaching that first to ourselves, that no matter what happens in our lives, that as long as we're in a constant habit of speaking our truth, then this won't blow people away so much. We won't have to have these damn movements. Because yeah. it sucks that we have to have them. I'm glad they come yeah. up, but it sucks that we have to have them. Yeah. Well, thank you to Oprah and Brene Brown for <sighs> leading this country the past several years yeah. on. Amen. Speaking about shame, speaking about consciousness, speaking about rising above and gaining power and walking into your own power and your truth. And like, I've this is what I've done for the past two years is talk about the subject. And it's it's empowering. It's flooring. It's Speak your truth. It's yep. good shit. Be one of those speak peoples. It. Be be the person that if even if this isn't happening to you, speak your truth, whether it's right or wrong. It's that's the only way we can start this, right? Speak your truth. Yep. And as Pete so eloquently said earlier, which I think it was my biggest takeaway, um, is that whoever side it is to speak, if you're on the other side of it, shut the fuck up. Yep. Right? Support and shut up. You know, and that's, listen. Yeah, and listen. Absolutely. One of the things that, and this is a wrap up comment. I know, because I, I could go on about it. One of the said things that like twenty. I know we've wrapped know, up like four I'm times. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's One okay. of the things about the word love, and I grew up in Southern Baptist religion, and it, the only thing about love what? was just to just to love people. Never heard that. Just to love people. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of my things that I'm working through. <laughs> it's just to love people, but no context as to what, how to love or what it, what love feels like in your hand. I'm using that, you know, metaphorically, but like that was never defined, but like letting someone have the space to feel angry or hurt or to talk about their story. Like that is love. That's feeling love in your hand. Like that's a, one of the definitions of love. I just had this conversation with Rebbe the other day. I know we're trying to wrap up the show. We're talking about What's that. love mean, Pete? What does love stand Tune for? in next time for part two. Let one voluntarily evolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let one go. voluntarily evolve. Yeah. Poof. Well, that's a whole other topic. We've uh, it totally is. Like, guys, thank you. Thanks for joining thank us you. today. Holy moly. Yep. Guacamole. Woo. Let's go get it. Guacamole. We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Please like us on Facebook and drop us a message to say hi. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud and share us on your favorite social media. Special shout out to Specialty Produce Network. Aw, thanks. And our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. And we're better together. Until next time, get Get out out there there and tap tap into life. life. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.